0: Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle, it is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started.
1: Today we're gonna to be talking about something a little bit different, and it's something that I know is on a lot of people's minds. And I've gotten a lot of questions about it as a money mindset mentor, and as someone who does a lot of subconscious money work. Oh, and it's a word that I hate, but here we go.
0: The recession. <laughs>
1: And we're going to talk about what is going on, how you can prepare for it, and how you can manage it from an emotional place. So I hate the idea of, quote unquote, preparing for a recession, because it's based on this idea that we can perfectly prepare for the worst. And that gives us this false sense of safety and this false illusion of control. And it's just not right. It's just not accurate. There's no way to do it perfectly. And also every time that we control, which is what planning is, by the way, it planning and, and overplanning and perfect planning and worrying, they're all attempts at control. And any time that we control, we are constricting ourselves. We are contracting on a physical level, on a mental level, on an emotional level. And any time that we contract and any time that we constrict, nothing good comes from that place. The good comes from when we choose to expand. When we choose to expand into fear. When things feel scary and a little bit out of control and we choose to open up our heart anyway. So in the sense that you can prepare for something like this, the only way that you can actually prepare is by building up your resilience. In this current climate, don't do anything that betrays your self-trust. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Don't make investments from a place of you should. Don't over-invest. Don't put yourself in a scared state. Don't play into the energy that's there. Don't let yourself fall back into your emotional addictions. Because worry is one of the biggest emotional addictions that there is. Like I said, we have been taught that worry is one of the greatest things that we can do, that it's so helpful, that it'll change our lives if only we can perfectly prepare. And all it does is that it contracts us, that it keeps us from our potential, that it closes off our heart, which from an energetic standpoint closes off our ability to receive and to allow good things and to actually love others and love the world. And what the world actually needs is more love and a lot less fear. So whatever you decide to do and whatever this means to you, because there are realities, right? Come from a place of love, come from a place of love for yourself, of trust for yourself, of resilience, of adaptability, of love for others. These times when the fear expands and it feels like everybody's scared and everybody's worried. We want to belong and we want to join in and we want to feel like we're part of it too. We want to feel like we belong. We want to feel like we're not the outcast, like we're not the crazy person. We don't want to doubt ourselves. But this is not the time to do that. This is the time to really anchor into whatever it is that you believe and do whatever feels good for you. Prepare however it is that you want to prepare. Do whatever it is that you want to do. But do it from a place of self-love, do it from a place of self-worth, do it from a place of I'm choosing love, I'm choosing expansion for myself, I'm choosing to feel good through this, I'm choosing to love more no matter what is going on in this world because that is when the magic really, really happens. So, okay, outside of that, outside of preparing, outside from a little bit of like woo, there is no way to anticipate how a recession will play out. There is no way to anticipate what industries it is that will be most affected. We can rely on data, but there are always surprises. There are always industries that thrive in recessions and there are always industries that get hit worse than we could have even expected. Or I'm sure economists will be like, we expected it. But economists have different opinions, right? So there are differing opinions from economists. Some say this, some say that. Everybody has a different opinion. And at the end of the day, Those are all just opinions, right? The only truth is the truth that we're living, the truth that we're experiencing. The only truth is in the presence. So as you may feel a little bit of fear, as you may feel a little bit of apprehension, I'm going to take a little bit of time to walk you through what is actually going on on a subconscious level when there are words like recession. Money is always a subconscious projection. Always. I know it feels like money is so real and it feels like money is so tangible. There is so much subconscious garbage that you are projecting onto money at any given moment. When you hear the word recession, there is so much subconsciously that you are projecting onto it. And I bet that those projections sound something like fear, unstable, unsafe, irresponsible. I could keep going on and on, right? There are so many. And so we're going to walk through what are some of the most common projections that I see because when I work with people and they tell me I want a money session, I'm always like, no, I am a money mindset mentor and I don't do those because you can love money and you can do all the money affirmations and you can do all the work around money and it's all like bullshit if you're not actually dealing with what's under the surface, which is what you are projecting onto money, what your subconscious is actually thinking about. When you are talking about money. So, if you don't love money, if you don't want to make money, if you're scared you're going to lose all your money, what are you actually scared of? And until you actually get to the root of what that is, it's not going to fix it to talk about money. I mean, it can start, right? It's a step in the right direction. I don't want to say don't do any money minds at work. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But also understand that your beliefs about money are not actually about money, they're about something bigger. So, I'm going to start with a very, very, very big one which is stability. That is the number one thing that we project onto money. This idea that we have been fed, that the more money we have, the more secure we are, that we are living in this crazy world where we can't anticipate anything that's coming, where, oh my God, someday we're gonna die. When is it gonna be? Is it gonna be today? Because I think so many of us bypass the actual biological fear of death that we have. But if I have more money, then maybe that will help. That will help me bypass all of these very, very human feelings of a lack of stability, lack of safety, lack of fear. And it doesn't actually work that way. It doesn't. Safety is an inside job. So anytime that we are projecting safety onto money, it's a lose-lose because the money is never going to give us the safety. And if you're familiar with like sacred money archetypes, which I love, by the way, I'm an accumulator this is my thing. This is my projection, right? And it's gotten better as I've done money mindset work. But my thing is always like, the more money I have, the more secure I am. And at no point is that more evident than during a recession, right? Because the media feeds you this image that you got to stockpile all your money because you are never going to make money during this recession. In fact, you're just going to lose it all. So definitely hold it. And I had grandparents who left Cuba with nothing. And it was always like a joke, right? Of like, keep your money under. (laughs) I always joke like Carrie Bradshaw likes her money where she can see it hanging in her closet. I like my money where I can see it in a shoebox under my bed in case something happens and I need it right away. And that is dumb because what I'm actually trying to do is feel safe. And what I'm actually trying to do is feel secure. And what I'm actually seeking only comes from self-trust. And only comes from self-worth and only comes from self-love. It only comes when I trust myself to handle anything that comes my way, whether it's a recession or anything else, death, right? It only comes when I can trust something bigger than me. It only comes when I believe that I'm worthy of choosing myself, that I'm worthy of resilience, that I'm worthy of not falling apart at the slightest sign of discomfort or unease or fear. So maybe that's your flavor too. Maybe that is your bunny projection. Maybe you're like, you know what, Gabby, like you're speaking Chinese to me and I feel safe all the time. Like this is not me at all. Great. Let's move on to the next big one, which is power. And I'm gonna tell you something really surprising that I've noticed as a subconscious expert, which is power is like the sister of freedom. And this is very, very uncomfortable for a lot of people to reconcile. The ones who tell me, oh, money to me means freedom but what you're actually seeking is power. And the people that say money to me means power, what they're actually seeking is freedom, right? What we all want when we're talking about power and we're talking about freedom is to be ourselves. The freedom to be ourselves, the power to be ourselves, the power to make the rules, right? That's part of it. But that's part of being yourself. That's part of being able to live as yourself. The freedom to live however you want, yes, involves you accepting yourself as you are. So whether... Your money language or money motivation or money projection is power or freedom. They're both the same. They're actually the same root. And it's all about choosing you. It's all about choosing that it's okay to live however it is that you choose to live. That you don't have to grasp that power as a means of control. That you can actually choose to be free and you don't have to let control block you. They're all the same. They're different sides of the control coin. People who crave power want more control, and people who crave freedom want to be free from that control. But at the end of the day, the protection and the root is all the same, that we want to feel safe. We want to feel safe. And people want to feel like they're enough. They want to feel like they won't be rejected for being the real them. At the core, every single subconscious is the same, and people are so shocked to hear that. Like, every single one, every single human motivation comes down to one of three things, I want to feel like I'm enough. I want to feel safe. I want to feel like I'm not alone. I want to feel like I belong. They're all exactly the same. So power, freedom, they're both the same. So if this recession is making you feel like I'm the one that's going to come out and win, that's a power thing. If this recession is making you feel like I'm going to be the one that's unaffected by this recession, I'm still free. That's a freedom one. And what we really need to do is just be honest and be like, hey, Come back to the present, create that safety within yourself, accept yourself and love yourself regardless of what your external landscape looks like. Now, another one that is kind of like a double one is worthiness. And that means so many different things. Worthiness is one of those that I really rarely tackle with people because I think sometimes we cannot crack that nut. Like there's just no way to crack it. There's so many layers to it. It's such a loaded one. A lot of people think I'll finally feel worthy when I'm successful. And then what happens is they worry. They worry that they're not worthy and that therefore they are unsafe, that therefore they will be rejected, that therefore they're not enough. It's the same thing. Sometimes that worthiness manifests as seeking acceptance, acceptance by others, validation from others. Sometimes that worthiness manifests, like we were talking about, power and freedom. Lots of different layers there. But another big one That I wanna bring up that is also related to worthiness. And in the context of recessions and in the context of talking about money, is responsibility. Because, man, oh man, do we have lots of responsibility shit pegged on to money. And we have been taught that we are only worthy of money, that we are only worthy of joy if we're responsible, if we do things a certain way. And it's wrong. It's actually wrong. You're worthy even if you're not responsible, you're worthy even if you make the wrong choice. It is another little shadow of perfectionism, this idea that there's somehow a way to do things perfectly, and that is the responsible way, that there's somehow a way to perfectly plan, going back to the first thing, right? That you are responsible, that you should be in control. And it feels so irresponsible to let go of the reins, to let go of control, to just embrace whatever comes. It's like, that is irresponsible. You should be planning. And that's actually the most responsible thing that you can do. Because all that we can do is be adaptable in life. All that we can do is continue living, continue loving, continue opening up our hearts. And so finally, we're going to close off with the last projection. And this to me is like the deepest one that so many people have around money, which is that money represents trust, that we project trust, our lack of self-trust, our lack of trust of others, our lack of trust in the universe onto money. And we think that money is going to let us down at any minute, that money doesn't love us, that we can't trust money, that if we make money, we'll lose it, that if we make money, other people won't like us. We can't trust the opinions of other people. We can't trust ourselves to adapt because, oh my gosh, again, related to the responsibility. Well, what if I'm not perfectly responsible and then I mess up and I make a mistake? And so trust is the biggest one. And trust is such a hard one because from an early age, we are so taught to fracture our trust. We are so taught to fracture our self-trust. We are so taught to not trust ourselves, to second-guess ourselves. We're taught that we somehow made a wrong choice, that we made a bad choice, that we made an irresponsible choice. And it's great for learning lessons, but it's so, so, so harmful in the long run, this idea that there are good choices and bad choices that there is somehow a way for you to do everything wrong, totally let yourself down, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not great. And so I want to encourage you to really build up your trust muscles during this time. This is the time to trust. This is the time to trust yourself. This is the time to trust in the universe. This is the time to just trust, to work through the stuff that you have that's keeping you from trusting, to work through the stuff that is keeping you from believing in yourself and believing that you're worthy of everything that you desire, regardless of what the world tells you is happening around you.
0: If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready For More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and let's keep this party going.